Welcome to the Social Advice Podcast with your host, Rock Mitchell. Enjoy intriguing conversations and dialogue surrounding faith, fashion, technology, current events, culture, self-help, and motivation. And remember this one thing. Don't take that long to get right, shorty. Welcome to the show. We're back again with another episode of Social Advice Podcast. We're doing pretty good. That last episode with Chris Simon was really dope. Got a lot of people who are interested in his business and what he does. This one is is, is, is a special, I think all of my podcasts are special, but this one is an extra special podcast because I have my best friends in all the world sitting with me today. And we're going to talk about some 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 in some important stuff here. We're gonna talk about marriage, relationships, money, um, all that good stuff. It, it, this could go off on a tangent, but don't worry, we'll always come back around. Um, ladies and gentlemen, joining me today is the incredible Coach Taryn. <sighs> the crowd goes wild. Hey, hey, hey. Her 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 uh bestie uh uh, lady uh, Robin Hannah, she goes by Cups, <sighs> and the 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 living legend himself, the honorable most the most honorable didactic, Doctor Aaron Hannah, ladies and gentlemen. I am happy to be here. He's happy to be here. So before I started this podcast, I told my friends, I said we should all do a podcast, and they was like, oh, okay, and they really didn't give me a time of day. So I went ahead and did it, and now we're sitting around my dining room table, and we're podcasting, and this is really fun. So let's jump right in. Let's start talking about marriage and relationship. How long have you guys been married? 20 years. Talking to the microphone, Jesus. We have been married for 20 years. Okay, so, so let's do the math. You've been married for 20 years. How old are you guys? I'm 12. <laughs> <laughs> I knew her before she was formed in her mother's womb. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so, so. So, what has it been like to be married? Talking to the microphone. Oh my god! This is a podcast. I mean, it's a cast for pods. It's yeah, a cast for pods. Super. So, uh, how has it been being married for twenty years? Because you guys only look like you're like twenty five. You know, twenty five, thirty. You've been married for twenty years. How has it been? Well, it's kind of hard to say for her because she's twelve, but I'm forty one. And Robin is forty. Y'all old people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I forget personally that we've been married for twenty years. Okay. Like the other day we were sitting on the couch and I was like, "Babe, I, I kind of forgot how, how old I am." You know, it's like <laughs> because I thought forty would, you know, forty-one, whatever, would feel way older. Mm-hmm. Like how I'm moving and shaking, how I'm operating. You know, I don't, I don't have the daunting task of living. I love living. So when you think about 40 years old, to me, I still feel like, especially when my grandson is not around and my daughter and son are somewhere else, I really feel like I'm 20 years old. But I really thought it would be, you know, be something heavy. But marriage, kind of, for me, is just kind of the same way. It's like, I thought, you know, you get 20 years and you, you're 60. <laughs> right. You know, you're 65. You, you're gray and you don't, you know, you know, you sleep in separate rooms or... You know, you have, you know, other things going on. But, like, marriage for me, 20 years, when I think about it, I celebrate it. Trust me. And so, and so like, marriage at 20 years is still fresh? Oh, yeah. It's fresh because I don't think it, think of it as being old okay. or stale. So I almost don't think about, the only time I think about marriage when I look at the accomplishment as far as the 20 years. When I think 20 years, I think, wow. Other than when I'm in my wow factor, it feels like we're just, together like forever and doesn't feel like 20 years it doesn't and she's still cute okay so y'all feel like best friends like well for me this year was the first time i, I ever really say that you know she's my best friend like wow. it 
because I've had a lot of people that come into my life, but I've never trusted or never trusted someone at the level I trust her. And it is not to say that I think about I should trust somebody else or trust anybody else. I realize that this is the person I trust with everything without me saying I should trust her. Mm-hmm. I should trust her. I mean, I really She's not stealing your money? <laughs> no, I have, I've had, when I made money back in the day, I had some money sitting in that dresser and she wouldn't touch it. And I thought for sure. I, would, <laughs> I thought when I come home, I said, oh, baby. Mother, <laughs> mother wouldn't got that little ham and that cheese and slice it. Go to Kmart, you know, get a whole bunch of, uh, you know, uh, comforters and pillows. <laughs> so what's your thought, Robin, on 20 years of marriage? Because, you know, us women, we have different we have different feelings or different, you know, different views than the guy. So what's your thought on 20 years of marriage? Um, I would say it is a process. It, it requires dedication and willingness to be with your spouse. So you're not sick of him after 20 years? I ain't tired yet. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't tired yet. I ain't tired yet. No, she, she didn't. She didn't. I mean, because when it comes down she, to it. She didn't say, you know. It, I'm not sick. She's I'm just not tired yet. Man, I'm, I'm not sick and tired. Right. I mean, like my thing no, is like marriage is real because you know we you know we have nothing on you guys twenty years. We only have eleven years in, um, and marriage is real, especially for me in the African American community um, and in the Christian community because marriage is not talked about like I think it should be inside the church or how it should be celebrated or talked about in the African-American community, you hear a lot of the glitz in... Community in general. Yeah, and community in general. <laughs> it's almost yeah. like marriage is not a part of the makeup when yeah. you say community. It's just relationship, and that's cool. Yeah. But those relationships doesn't have an obligation. It doesn't necessarily have to operate at a certain level of integrity. Marriage should be always thought about to be an integral thing. I mean, in, in terms the of the, 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 the biblical component, is like marriage is the only legal relationship you know what I mean, that, that God ordained, other than, you know, of course, your family, your children, all of that. Mm-hmm. Like, the coming together of a man and woman has not, in the 21st century, has not been as strong as it has been in recent years. And to tell you the truth, in the African-American community, I think that our community has been, it's not as strong as it could be because we don't take the same value in the marriage covenant as we used to. And that's just my thoughts personally. Yeah, and, and in my opinion, when it comes to relationship or it comes to marriage, um, like Robin said, it does take sacrifice. And it takes learning each other and getting to know each other and being willing. My thought my thought is that it's love is a tender act of kindness, a endless look which becomes habit. Oh my God! To say that, who is that? By Angela or? I'm a poet, baby. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's uh, not my quote, guys. Uh, uh, well, uh, the one is uh, which one? I'm a poet, baby, because that was pretty slick. Too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you know, you know, it, it's crazy, but um, I think people sometimes make marriage and love too mystical. Mm-hmm. I think love is a system. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> um, the Bible says, "Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh," and um, my thing is that the abundance of the heart is what your mind is in a relationship with. So what you think about often is what the abundance of the heart. Because if, you, if your heart is not pumping, then, you know, if, it's, if you have a broken heart, then you're dead. Right. And I'm saying people can survive having a broken heart. It's really about a broken mind. And so if love is a system, it's about the abundance of the heart, what I think about often. So how I think about my wife often is what comes out of my mouth. Um, what, how I think about her. That's why you've been beating her up. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> only jokes, I promise you. Only jokes, only jokes. But, you know, and so that's my thing. And so I feel like if, when, you, when you love a person, for example, my wife loves me, and I know she loves me, right? I don't have to think about what she's going to do in regards to whatever she says, whatever she does, whatever I do, whatever I say, if it's incorrect or correct, depending on who the recipient is, they still know we love one another. At the core of this, Aaron, it's love. Might, Aaron might have blew it, but... This boy loves that's, me. But that's good stuff, though, because I think a lot of times in relationship, that core is not there. So when someone blows it, right, it's divorce. If it's, you're hearing something, that's over. my kids. You know, instead of it being, yes, he or she blew it, but they love me, and we can get through So, this. So there's not, there's, that's called benefit of, doubt, of the doubt, right? So, you know, in this day and age, I know if my wife does something that, that hurts me, 
I know she didn't do that from a place of intentionality. It, it was done of, oh, bet I didn't mean to do that. Please forgive me. Versus it being these days, nah, she cheated on me. She went behind my back. She did that. She stole the money. Like, you know, in some of those cases, you got to give benefit of the doubt to say, hey, you know what? She was in a tight situation. I know she didn't mean to do that. <laughs> you know, but no, cool. he, I think he's talking about in I mean, general. I, I, I mean, in general, yeah. <laughs> e, 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 even cheating. You know, there, there was a time that if my wife, in my mind, when she cheats, I'm gone. If she cheats on me. Everybody had that whole, you know, had that whole thing in your mind. But when you really become older. Cool. Really wait, wait, wait a minute. We're getting into something. We're getting into something here. We're getting into something here. So let's go back for a second. I'll the abundance of the heart of the mouth speaker, right? So let's say. Let's say um, I was getting high mm-hmm. or something, and my wife wasn't, and she decides to say, well, I'm done with this guy, you know. I'm going to church. I'm faithful. I'm doing X, Y, Z. I'm working. I'm doing X, Y, Z, and, you know, this guy's getting high. You know, my, my husband's getting high. I'm leaving him. And my thing is, the problem is that if I have broken the covenant or the system, you don't go and break the system. Because if you have two people with a broken system, by the time I stop getting high and get myself together, now we got to wait on you to get yourself mm-hmm. together. <laughs> but if you stay functioning in the system, by the time I stop getting my getting high or doing my faulty endeavors, once I get back into the system, you only have one person that we have to fix. Now, question, Pastor. Um, by the way, uh, Dr. Hannah is the senior pastor of the South, the, the uh, illustrious South at South Church right. in Baltimore City, one of Baltimore's beacons of hope. My and, second church home. Yeah, your second church home. Uh, so let me let me ask you this, Pastor. Now, now you say that. You said that if, if somebody's if, if the relationship is going to start going south, let it be just one person <laughs> at mm-hmm. a time. But what about the resentment that you feel towards that person that they went and did their thing and you stayed and held the relationship together? I'm human. I may have some remorse for how much love I gave. But the fact of the matter is Love covers it all. It covers a multitude. It's like it's like if I got a bank account of love, right? And my wife goes and buys every Chanel bag and you know, a Chanel bag of problems. <laughs> or a Louis Vuitton was it Louis Vuitton? What that Louis Vuitton Louis Vuitton and uh what's the what's the designer you like? Louis oh. Louis Vuitton. Look oh, oh Red I, Bottom. I, I, you know though. Whatever it is. <laughs> whatever. So let's say whatever the whatever how expensive that I'm, makes. I'm sorry, I like Goyard. Givenchy, my wife said. Givenchy. Oh, you don't say it like that. It's called Givenchy. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what was my son? Anyway, so anyway, whatever she may be dealing with may be expensive, but I have enough in my love bank to cover the bill. So are you saying your love bank never gets empty? No, no, I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm saying once you have enough love, you have enough love. You don't. You, you choose to figure out what you're going to spend it on. Once you have enough love for your spouse from the beginning, you have enough love. It depends on, do I want to pay for that? My thing is... So you you want to love never it. goes away, but it, you have to make up your mind, are you going to dispense it? Are you going to cover the bill? Wow. And the fact of the matter is, <clears throat> regardless of what my wife does, and I feel as though she's grown to where whatever I've done, because that's a growing space. Very much <laughs> Because so. if, if you have to try to figure it out, you won't work it out. No, you'll be like, you know what? <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to take you off the podcast. We don't, we don't, we don't do that. Well, listen, this you've, cl- you've claimed to be a, a Christian. You can't talk ninja. like that, you ninja. But <laughs> this hard to heart, this hard to heart stuff or mind to mind stuff comes out. So here it is. So if your heart is broken, it's not your heart; it's your mind, and that means you can't think if your mind is broken. You can breathe, you can live, your eyes open. That's how you know that your heart is still working. But if your mind is broken, it's when the function breaks down to its uh, minimalist of its all. And so my wife, um, I felt like, what time were we talking? And um, I said, I got to love you like, like Christ loved the church. Some kind of deep revelation God gave me, but it was dumb. It was dumb and simple, <laughs> right? It was, what, it was what I needed, Pastor. It wasn't like something I went to a seminar. I was like, I got to make sense of this. Right. And I was like, well, you mean to tell me I got to give my wife brand new mercies every morning? And that meant I, I that meant I have to forgive her without an apology, and if I do that long enough, like I'm supposed to, and it makes sense to her, it changes that, things. And it, it changes the whole. Yeah. thing I'll say is with Rock, right? He is that person that does, that does not hold a grudge. I am a grudge holder. You're like the, I will take. Days. You may be the devil. No, not at all. You saying she's grudgy? <laughs> she's be, she's begrudging. <laughs> but, you know, I hold grudges, and so Bridges I've gotten a lot better. But it would take me days to get over an offense. 
Like, he would do something or say something, and I would be like, you know what? You don't got to speak to me. I don't have to say good morning. We can lay next to each other and not say mm-hmm. anything. But by him not holding grudges with me making offenses, it changed my mentality. Yep. Because I'm like, I just blew it. I know he should be really peed off at me. I know he should be angry. And he'll be able to laugh about it. Yes, he'll be upset in that moment. Mm-hmm. But then five minutes later, he laughing. And I'm like... I'd have been still mad. I would have been like, don't talk to me. I'd have ruined the entire day. I mean, I mean, consider that love covers a multitude of sins. That's it. Also covers, you know, bad attitudes too. You know what I mean? Like for for anything, like yeah. For me, let's get personal. For me and my wife, my wife can have an attitude. Like yes, in the kind of attitude where it's like I'm not I'm even going. I'm not even going to tell you what's wrong with me. Yeah. I'm gonna just be. And Henri, uh, uh, yeah, yeah I mean, like, yes, if we right. To be that, you know that word. Yeah, like, and it's to the point where it's like, I'm gonna try my best to, to make ruin. you upset without <laughs> telling you why I'm upset. I love it. And it's like, you know what? This don't even make no sense. You done ruined my entire day. But what I learned with my wife is that Life the first, the me. first couple hours of that, I gotta like let her live in that for a little bit. And then little by little, I kind of bring her out of it by hugging her, run past, walk past, and grab her butt. And and then when she look at me, don't even look back. Just keep keep, keep, walking, keep walking like that's a part of the day. You know what I mean? And, and then it changes. It helps and then, me to get better and to forget what I was upset about. You got to talk into the microphone. To forget what I was upset about. You so, know? And, so, and it helps. Let me ask this question. No, well, hold up. But I, I don't think we actually forget it, forget it. Love covers it. Yeah, that, that's the yeah, thing. It's you not know, that it's forgotten, but it's like it's that covered. Even, that, yeah, it doesn't even matter. It's like it's like whiteout. You know, back in the day when they used to use whiteout, mm-hmm. and I think you know, you put enough layers on it, you, you can't, can't see it anymore. You can't now. They covered it, and you can rewrite over it. Yeah. So how many of us have put some whiteout that love? Yeah. Over that effect, and then you can rewrite the story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and you know, it was evidence that something was there, but you can't quite remember what it was because it's been covered. You know what I mean? But that thing gets a little little thick with that little white. It gets a little thick. <laughs> But you know, and you gotta let it dry. Yeah, you, you gotta let it. let it dry. Yeah, man. So, so let me, let me, let me. Can if I, if I could, I wanna, I wanna bring a little controversy into this podcast. Why do I have that for those, sexy for those who aren't married Ooh. yet? Pastor, you, you do marital counseling. Me and Terry do marital counseling. Lady Cups does marital counseling. Question is yes, this: Sex before marriage. So, I'm going to come first. Um, so, I'm going to give you all a little personal background. So, with Pastor Rocket. No, you, you can't tell my personal business. Yes, I can. <laughs> with Pastor Rocket, right? So, we did not have intercourse before marriage, right? But we did do other stuff before marriage. Because I'm a so righteous I'm, and holy man. I'm not going to say we were squeaky clean. We, we we did other stuff. We just never actually, what's the word, penetrate, I guess? Can we oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. This is my personal business. This is my podcast. This is my podcast. Education. You know, we never went to the point of. Oh, my God. People think I'm 160% holy. No, you can't. So you say you guys touch fig leaves. Yeah, we touch fig leaves. And, you know, we tasted different things. And Lord Jesus. <laughs> you know, Lord, help us. <laughs> just answer the question because you get this is none of their business. This so, is. so my whole thing is this. A lot of people say you have to test it out before you buy the car or whatever the case may be. My thought is sometimes, especially in 2017, the relationship is crowded, is, is clouded by sex. Meaning you never really get to know the person, to know what their goals, what their aspirations, what their visions. Do you guys have the same beliefs? Their mindset. You know, what is your mindset? How were you raised? Because you clouded with sex. And when you clouded with sex, because I'm going to tell you something. Even in marriage, sex will have you, right, where you like, nothing else matters but sex. And you forget, what about my dreams? What about your dreams? What about my vision? What about your vision? Because you're clouded by, we're just being intimate, intimate, intimate. So my thought is, I think for me... If you can, I know it's 2017, I, and I'm not talking about even just from a biblical place. I'm going to let Pastor talk from the biblical place. I'm talking about from a place of, you know, <coughs> being regular. I think you should not give yourself to someone unless you're sure. That's my thought. Unless you're sure that you guys have the same vision, the same goals, the same aspirations, you should not give of yourself because you're letting them plant inside of you or you're giving of yourself when you don't know if this is going to be long term. That's my thought. I'm going to let... Pastor, can Pastor Robin go? Yeah, I mean, you hit one on the woman again. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Robin. Rabu. What was the question again? 
Sexy for marriage. <laughs> <laughs> I just want, you know, to, well, this day and time, you got to know your worth. Is this person worth me? So I was always told that your private areas was your treasure chest. Mm-hmm. And you can't put anything inside of it. Everything that goes inside has to be worth it to, worth it to be there. So <laughs> I just feel like. <laughs> <laughs> so is it worth it? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not that mature. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. So yeah. I, a I feel like um, just know your worth. And the best part about it is wait. Because if you don't have your husband to compare him to anybody else, mm-hmm. you don't know what you're missing. So just wait. You could be your worst. <laughs> no, that's lover good. Lover. I <laughs> but you don't know. So if y'all can grow together. Mm-hmm. But when you say, oh. I had so much. Oh, that'd be better than that. And it's like, oh, Lord. I'm missing out, ma'am. I didn't mind you. And I got something from somebody else, and you ain't giving it to me like I need it. Oh, he didn't do it that way. I need you to flip me over this way because so and so flipped me that way. So it's worth the wait. I think if you live illegally, you get illegal results. And there are certain things that come. Before, before matrimony, matrimony was something that we did in state as legislative legal, on the legalistic of the papers and the aspect of the state and being married in the state. You know. I'm sorry, repeat that, Pastor. I'm sorry, I was in my phone. Forgive me. <laughs> Don't do it again. Um, um, what's the, oh, you live if you live illegally, you get illegal results. So, mm. you know what we would do. You know, now you go downtown, you sign papers X, Y, Z, and and the judge can marry you. It doesn't necessarily have to have spiritual connotation to it. Um, but my thing is, during the time of Jesus Christ, you know, we read the Bible's, you know, basically, um, being intimate would, you know, lock you in to marriage if that is your intent, you know, if your intention is to marry. So there's certain things that, that spiritually you, you get connected to in certain parts of a person. So, you know, when you go, and, because now, Mary and Joseph, they live together. They just didn't have sex, you know. But for most of us, we just can't live together and not have sex. When you see that body... The of the mighty knots. <laughs> you know, man, listen, you start thinking, what's behind the fig tree? Fig, fig tree number five. Good. Is that a loin I see? Right. Can I have a bite? A bite. Can I bite the you in the good? You know, you know, hand me the tree. You know? But what happens is there's certain experiences that you're not supposed to have. There's certain issues you're not supposed to have. So you, we have a conversation that, you know, the argument should be reserved for when we get married. Married, like, you know, taking the trash out or, you know, you didn't take the kids out to school or X, Y, Z, along with um, what goes into your mind mentally when, you, when you're intimate, you know, you start wearing at certain heights and certain levels. And how can you actually ask God to honor your relationship if you're living illegally? So you can even, you know, prayer is the best Viagra ever. You can ask God, God, keep me solid, solid as a rock. And God can do that. <laughs> You'd be solid, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on, a, on a mountain peak. <laughs> and in the valley, Lord. The but mountain the, between us. Lord Jesus. And so, but what happens is, you can't ask God to honor something that's illegal. So you like, God, fix this relationship, you know, you know, make sex better, or, you know, give us a little bit of sight of communication. But the problem is, how can God fix something that is illegal? So refrain from sex. And if you can stay a virgin, stay a virgin. Because you're, you know, it might be a, a touching of the ear that might give you an orgasm. Now you need some, you know, some long and strong or, or short and wide or naughty and nice. Now you need all those things. Because you've already <laughs> exactly. Yourself, but if you, if you never had nothing else or taste anything, the touching of the ear could make you have a, a tremendous climax. But now you, you watch pornography, you do all those things. And so you have a comparative narrative mm-hmm. when you say, who I want to be, and he got to be, and she's got to be, and she got to have this. When all you have to do is first talk to God, develop a relationship with him, woman. Um, of God, if this man is going to find you, you're supposed to be saved, you're supposed to be spiritual or decent, just trying to live decent, right? Everybody that listens to the podcast is not always a Jesus kind of person. Right. <laughs> you know, but right. So I, I'm just glad that Pastor Hannah did acknowledge that because at the end of the day, my core belief, who I am is a Christian, um, saved man of God, but all of my guests aren't that. No. And so the narrative that we try to create here is one with a underlying theme of wholesome Christianity um, but we like to explore other other concepts. That way people can know that this life is more than just 
sitting in church all day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it takes a certain... I mean, my thing, you can be in church all day and never commit an act of kindness. Ever. Ever. You're the worshiping God. Me. I call... I, you know what I call that? I, and, and I want to get back to the topic, but I call that cheating. If you spend all your time in church and you never get a chance to, like, live, live out, out the Great Commission, you know, what, what, have, have you gone to see those in prison? Have you fed those who are hungry? Have you, you know... No, you know, I was in church all day. Have no, you, no, have I was. You shown in, have, you, have you shown compassion, or are you that mean and nasty church person? Which I, you know, I definitely hate. So if I could it's add nice. my thought, so when it comes down to sex before before marriage, right? Mm-hmm. Let's consider that you develop ties to individuals who you have become sexually intimate with. And if you have a plethora of partners, you have a plethora of spirits that you've engaged with. Now, is that, is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? I would say it's a bad thing. The reason being is because if it's your ultimate intention to be married, if it's your ultimate intention to be wed, these are now spirits and these are now demons. These are now things. These are now ideals that you have, your husband has to compete with because you have a frame of reference for well, something else. Well, your wife, right. You have a friend. All right, that's why you're here. God bless. <laughs> like, you, there's a, a frame of reference for competition here. And so it becomes easier, I believe, to think about divorce now because you know what's been there. Instead of saying, you know what, I'm this, you are the person that I know. You are what God gave me. We're going to work through this. It's easier to say, you know what, I don't have to deal with this because I've had other situations you know so i personally believe it's better to it's better to wait and so that's why you do see you know some some people getting married younger me and my wife got married dumb young i was 21 and i was 20 right so talking to the microphone i mean i was 20 and he was 21 and we went by the whole scripture that says it's better to marry than to burn because let me tell you something right we weren't even in love like that because some people wait till you get in love or wait till you get all this money. Yeah, I'm talking like from Division Street. Yeah, Division Street, baby. This is your last time <laughs> on the Social right, Advice Podcast voice. where it don't take that long to get right, Charlie. Real, real voice. No, honestly, we didn't wait for us to be in love. We didn't wait for everything to be right. We were in a place where it was, do I want to live right? And honor and be legal and allow God to bless and it. And start a life. And start our life. Or do I want to keep struggling with, oh, we might, oh, it might happen. You know, because I'm not going to tell you, there, weren't, there was a time we was butterball naked. And we knew it was going to go down. But his his little spiritual self, you know. I'm very spiritual. Because I, I wasn't there. I'm like, nigga, you going to be naked. Can you stop saying that word? Oh, my God. It's in your vocabulary. So, let, let, <laughs> let me tell you this. I like, I When I say, when I'm talking about, you know that whole mystical, right. that mystical, oh, you, I'm so Your love. love had a system by yes. that. Kiss, kiss with a leg up. You know, yeah. and, and that's the thing. A lot of times, we just make this love so Miss, fuzzy. Yeah. It, it really is. <laughs> yeah, like you got to. I made a decision to be, a, right. I made a decision, a decision to right. love him. And he right. made a decision to love me. And our next step was, well, let's make this right. And for some people, that's not their next step. Some people don't want to be married, and that's okay, mm-hmm. right? But which is also a decision. Yeah, which is a decision that you have to be okay with, and you have to know that if you decide not to get married, you have to understand that some things you won't be able to experience or do because marriage is a covenant that brings a certain level of blessing, a certain level mm-hmm. of things with it that you might not get in just a normal relationship. So, And then it's not fair to, like, and, and this is not to make anybody upset, but... It's a lot of baby mothers and baby fathers. <laughs> fathers and mothers. There's a lot of V's in there, bro. There's a lot of V's out there, right? <laughs> and and it's a, and it's a, it's a lot of baby it's a lot of baby mothers and babies fathers that really want to be married. But because it was done prematurely or it was done the wrong way, now there's no chance for a family. There's no chance for little little Johnny to I grow mean, up with mom and dad. Yeah, but, but see, I understand what he's saying because what's happening is is that now you have this vindictive woman or man. Vindictive, mm-hmm. it rises up into the narrative now is because no one decided to say, I'm going to hang in there. So now your child support is going up because she's upset or he feels like he don't want to do anything else because you're taking all the child support or whatever those issues may be. You know what I'm saying? And now you have these people 
that is sitting here. Oh my god, cupcake! What is? <laughs> oh my goodness! How you trying to watch a video and podcast at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> That's why you ain't saying nothing because you've been over there. Got that? Go ahead, Sam. Go ahead, Pastor. Go And so, I'll end here. Are you choosing to love her right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I love her. I, I've covered everything already, as, as she has done me. But what I found out is that, ah, oh, the narrative, oh, them being vindictive is a lot of times because they still loved you and they feel uh, mishandled and things of that nature. You didn't talk it through. And so even that is a certain line of communication. I think for most people that even have a divorce, if you decide to continue to love, you can cover that. If you decide to continue to have a conversation, and I think if you continue to work on that system of love, you will have fuzzy love moments where you just hit over heels, and then you have to work on the system again, and then you're going to have more fuzz, and after a while, you have a cloud nine, and then after a while, you'll be on cloud three again, and you have to work on that system again because this yeah, flesh yeah. is a horrible it's, thing at times. Is that intercourse or is that something about patience? <laughs> I like intercourse. Patience. Patient intercourse. <laughs> Glory. You got to have patient intercourse sometimes. Damn, yeah, you but must. No, in like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> See? Because I don't think I'll screw. got to be screwed. Stop saying about screw and, and, and patient. Just talk, you tell your story. Right. <laughs> you know. You, All kinds of stuff coming up. You, you know, y'all um, mess me up. You know. Um, you can't expect it to be this. Fu- and they looking at me all crazy. <laughs> you can't expect it to be this fuzzy love every day because it's not going to be. Someday you're not going to like your spouse, but that does not mean you don't love your spouse. Mm-hmm. You, the sometimes core. you Yeah, right. You just need that moment where it's like, you know what? I'm frustrated with you right now. Your actions, your words have made me frustrated, but I still love you because we decided that we love each other. And this moment does not mean this So people is give up too quick. Yeah. So you, you got to wear fuzzy slippers every day. They should learn how to put their gloves on. Yeah, put their gloves on. Come on. That's true, though, because... That's so, my wife, Robert Adam. I mean, but that's true. So many people get divorced or break up or separate. Because, no, we're not saying if you get the booze, you need to stay around. No, that's not what we're saying. What I'm saying is... You just as jacked up as your spouse is, and you don't have no grace, no mercy. You you're not able to say, you know what? I forgive you, babe. Uh, let's just let's just get a, like I don't like being upset with my wife. I don't like her being upset with me. I'll do whatever it takes for us to be in a good place, and that's because I'm an adult. I'm grown, and I know that for us to enjoy our best life now, we can't be upset and fuss. And then on top of that, this is the next topic that we'll go right into the the way that. Taryn and I live our lives. We've always been like role models to people. We've always been those people that people look to us to set the precedent of how they should do when it comes to their money, how they should do when it comes to their relationship, when should they should buy a house. When I mean, like we've always been mentors. Was that intentional? Intentional, Pastor? I don't know. I don't think it was intentional. I just think that the way we kind of started doing things, people, people kind of turned it into that. Like you know. And so they expect us to be a certain way and act a certain way and have a certain amount and be able to always be in a place of giving. And therefore, we are never really in a place where people give back to us. We're except always in a place. Friends. Except for our friends. Everybody else is more or less like, a, hey, my hand's open. Can you, can you put something in it? And I, and I kind of feel like and you that's the it. same thing for y'all, too. Like, it's always been a season of you are the standard that people look to. Which sometimes could be difficult. Yeah, I think so. And sometimes like, I think when you become a standard, it can be difficult if you're It doesn't give you careful. space to mess up really. Yeah, but if you're but if you're if you're careful and you pay attention to it, you'll understand that you being the standard doesn't mean you're perfect. And some people think people think that when you're the standard, you're perfect. Mm-hmm. But in order for you to be the standard, you have to be real and they have to be able to see not your faults and your mistakes, but to, for you to be able to explain to them and show show them and tell them it's not perfect, but we choose to do blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And understanding that, because sometimes people have standards make it seem like everything's so perfect when everything is not perfect. You know what I mean? Underneath the surface, everything is falling apart. 
But if you be real with those who you are mentoring or who those who look up to you and you give them that counsel, it helps them to know. Because th- that way, when they run into stuff, they don't be like, oh, well, my past never went through that or so-and-so never went through that or we got to get a divorce or we can't make it because they never experienced that. That's not true. We all go through different and, and that's all based on the level of quality of person that you mentor. Mm-hmm. If that if you if you're mentoring quality people, they'll be able to take that. Hey, they're not perfect. They never said they were perfect. That's how everybody, my boobies stink like your boobies stink. <laughs> <laughs> no, are you saying boobies or are you saying I stink? Boobies, he said everybody. Okay, she refers to you as boobies. No, I, I don't know. Oh, you're a boobie. No, I didn't know that was a new thing since you're on the podcast. You start saying mm-hmm. intimate stuff like. So, so the, tell us what you think about boobies. Nigga boob. Oh my god! Your, your, your thoughts, especially. I mean, like, and I and I know you you're apprehensive to talk about this because you you are a pastor, and but I think there has to be some transparency when it comes to how perfect you are or or how perfect you aren't. I think if I think the standard is a point of reference, mm-hmm. right? I don't think the standard should control your life. I think the standard is something you glean from to be able to continue a small evaluation. Um, if you live your life on as a, and from an evaluated standpoint, you can lose your own value. Mm. So I think, you know, sometimes it's not about gathering, it's about living. Then if I live and I make a mistake, let me, see, let me go to my gathering point again and see if I missed anything. You know, um, I think sometimes, you know, those standards can help you not get a divorce. I also think those standards can also separate you because they become too hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you have a certain level of love and a certain level of grace and give it out as best as you know how to, I think um, the standards will be wiped away as a lifestyle, but it will just be a gentle point of reference while trying to do the best you can. That makes sense. That's that good stuff. Sense. So last point, and then we're going to end this podcast. Money. Let's talk about money. Let's talk about funds. Let's talk about making money. Get that money. Men, women, who control. And I'll start. Oh my goodness. No, 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 no. You I was in charge of the money, baby. So when we got married, my wife, when we got married, my wife worked at a bank and. Uh, uh, Pastor Hannah, Dr. Hannah, his wife worked at his wife worked at the bank too. Now, so, I didn't work at the, I didn't work at the bank. My wife worked at the that's bank. That's what I said. Now, y'all gotta realize, me and Pastor Hannah, our lives are very, very similar. Okay, so I'm a PK. He is a PK. Our wives were hood, hood chicks. Wow. <laughs> who? Wow. Who, uh, no, is it true? So we would pay PKs and, and right, and we we were able to we were able to to to, to get them to a, another place in their lives and and, and, and grow them up in the Lord, <laughs> right? So but listen, don't forget, I was a PK no. Too. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was a preacher's kid, <laughs> right? She was a and pastor, but, and not, but <laughs> how how far they got saved, you know, Great later on. Kid. But her grandfather was beyond being a preacher. Okay. He was the law. Do you hear me? <laughs> Love the Lord though. Did not play no games about his 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 he Bible. Yeah. But his devotion though. See, her grandfather's devotion was outstanding. Okay. You know, it was like so his his rule of his rule of thumb was like the scriptures and it was a lot of law law and not always from the grace. love based right. as it needs to. Well the grace be love was there, but the grace wasn't you know, you know, the actual most permanent permanent thing on him. But he was a good man. But being a PK. So you said I was a PK. Right, I was a PK. a PK. Right. Pastors kid. Pastors. 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 Pastors kids. They were hood rats. Like I mean, no, not hood um, rats. Both of them. Like both. Chuck and cheese. Right, both of them were Charles <laughs> Cheese. No, no, wait, wait. It wasn't well, we but see, Chuck and Cheese. <laughs> he, I, I'm, I see, for me, it's a little bit different because Pastor Rock went to parochial school. You know, he, you know, Pastor Rock got his license. I didn't think I was going to marry him because he was a geek to me back in the day. No, no, no. no, I, was, no, I, was, no you I, was, the, I was doing well. No, yeah, well, no but you right. worked in my, in my book. I was doing in well. In my book, he was considered a clown. All right, what age was that, though? I was 13. Right. Everybody, right. That, exactly. I played golf. Like, I was getting, yeah, like, I was I was like living on another level. Like, like she, But she was golf. 13. 
Right, and from Division and Pressman. Yeah, because right. I want bleach jeans with the handwriting. You don't need to write your homegirl name on the inside. <laughs> when she turned 17 and 18, right. it was like, no longer that oh, way. Right, she was like, right. homeboy Ooh. getting it. Yeah, he getting yeah. it. And his hair currently. Right, <laughs> right. Like, he's like chocolate. Chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. My right, so <laughs> and then you know, both of them, both of them worked at the bank, mm-hmm. same know, bank, the same bank. <laughs> right, so, uh, so we got a lot in common. So when we, me and Taryn first got married, and the reason that I married Taryn, one of the reasons is because Doctor Hannah was cut my hair one day and said, "You need to marry her before you mess up." <laughs> 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 And I think about and I think about six months later we was married, right? And so, so um, when we first got married, I'm trusting the fact that she works at the bank, that she's probably a better money manager. I was because let's tell the truth. When we first got married, and I we had separate accounts, and I went to pay the bills, and I looked at his account, and at that point it was overdrawn. And you know what he said to me? Well, I paid. I paid the bill. I went to the ATM and took the money out because I thought the money was already gone up the account. <laughs> so when the payment actually went to come through, it bounced because I'm like he had 20, took the money out of like, the account. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, "Oh no, we ain't way to do this." I said, <laughs> "We." I said, "Sir, if you you need a book to balance your, you know, mm-hmm. balance yourself, but you, you might need to balance yourself." But you survived book. differently anyway, growing up. Yeah. So I knew you managed like, before you even worked at the bank, and you know you had other you jobs, had to manage, yeah. and before you had real jobs, you had under the table. Yes, uh, working <laughs> at corner stores. Yeah, all and and, and, then, and just to the core of you. Manage things yeah. well, period. And he didn't have he had never had to do that. His parents took care of everything. You know what I mean? Well, he also was you guys got married young. <laughs> yeah, we got yeah, so we so, were young. So I mean, at seventeen, but I still was no. I got married at twenty and twenty one, but yeah. he had well, yeah, not but, experienced. But at, but at seventeen, I was know, experiencing a grown life. Right, he wasn't exactly. And so what happens is he, there's certain things he wasn't supposed to know. It just happened that you guys got married so early. It would benefit both of and y'all to know it. And that's why I took it. over the money. <laughs> exactly. Because I couldn't have him writing checks. You didn't just take over. You took over kind of rough when you took over. Right. Oh, I and, did. and subsequently, subsequently, that mean, meant that as a grown man working 40 hours a week, starting Growing out. Decent. Real, don't like, say, don't like, say what you made, bro. Yeah. You no, no, no. I'm just saying okay. I was a meter reader. <laughs> like, no. I had a grown man job. Yeah. Like, it was grown a grown. Man. He didn't like none of that money. Right. And I, it would go into my little account, and she Our would control. Account. Every last bit of the money, and I had All to act like, like I want to go to the movies, and I gotta yeah, ask my ass. wife because she has the allotted or allocated a certain amount, a certain of, money. amount of money, but she for never told Asia. me. She never told me how much that amount for leisure was. It all depends on how she how felt. How she <laughs> felt. And she felt That's like the issue, how she felt. And she would say dumb stuff like, "You really need to go to the movies today." <laughs> like it's Saturday. You really need black underwear. <laughs> You can't wear white ones anymore. Right. Hey, I'm grown now. I like to have some black ones, please. Some black right, and so, it was so that there no was pricks. there was a little bit of there it was a. How long? We were married. We were married for eleven years. I think what ten years. I controlled the money. She controlled the money nine, for every nine bit nine of years. nine years, and nine there was some hidden frustrations that I had because it felt like I'm doing all only this work. I'm I making all of this money for us as a family. Yeah, only and his his. I will say, Doctor Hannah is the one that. Um, talk to Brian to say you. you got tell him. To- <laughs> <laughs> Get off your money. <laughs> no, and I'll tell you. Let me tell you what really helped change this because I had anyone who told Pastor Rock that or told Rock that hey, you got to figure something out to get your own account, you know, so you can have some amount of money going into it. It became frustrating to me when birthdays would come and celebrations would come, and I would either know what he was getting because I controlled the books. And I'm she's saying, nosy. Oh. And she's and nosy. And I was like, oh, he ordered flowers. Don't oh, forget he the nosy did part. this. Oh, Don't forget oh, the nosy part. And then it would be some holidays <laughs> where he would be like, um, you didn't give me an allotment for a gift, so how did you expect yeah. a gift? <laughs> <laughs> and that's strange. And, it, and, it's, and it's bad because... It's like, think about it, it, will, it don't make sense now. But back then, I would be mad, like, you ain't give me no gift down there. And he's like, well, you didn't give me an allotment for no gift. Right, if you would have, like, like, if she wanted something and not know about it, she would have to think about it in advance and say, here's $500. What is this for? And I'm dumb, like, what is this for? Uh, what do you think it's for? I don't know. Well, thanks. <laughs> Shove it in my pocket and still not get enough because I'm stupid. <laughs> but in terms of, I had a conversation. I had a heart to heart because I become frustrated with the fact that, dude, like, there's like, there's 
like, you know, like, like, I'm like, you getting all of it, like, right? Oh my god! And see, and then I would turn around. I would turn around. She get a lot when she wanted. Oh, that's the big thing. I would now. He had a budget. But if I wanted to get something, it don't matter. What it the, didn't matter, but it was because I would always get stuff for them or the house. See, Rock was different. Rock would get stuff for himself. I would go get gifts for him, gifts for the boys, gifts for family, get stuff for the house. Him, if I gave him five hundred, all five was going on something that he wanted. If I get five hundred, I'm gonna get the boys. Some but clothes, you can't blame me because I I didn't control it because because this is the kind of person she right. is, right? And and this is what love and trust comes into thing. place. She's the kind of person. Uh, no, let's say, let's she say we was. had, let's say we had, let's say we had seven thousand dollars, right? She was. She was. Let's say we had seven thousand dollars in the checking account, right? She would, she would say, "All right, babe, here you go. Here's uh fifteen hundred dollars." Uh, I'd be like, "Okay, all right, cool." But she have like five thousand, <laughs> and and I'm sitting over here like, I'm, no, no, and I'm sitting over here happy with this little fifteen hundred. <laughs> And then she she buying groceries. She you know we going to move. Don't worry about it, baby. I will take care of it. Like she out here lit, like she balling. And I got and I'm happy because I got fifteen hundred dollars, right? And it got so bad that people at my job thought I was like rich or something because they be talking about their checks and said. And I'm like, you know what? I don't even know how much money I make. And then like I would ask my wife, like you know, you know, what's this? What's that? You know, what's the mortgage? This and that. And it came alive to me that wait a minute, if something ever happened to her, I'm screwed because I don't know nothing, right? And so I had a talk some time ago with Pastor Hannah, and um, he was like, "Dude, you need to, you need to, <laughs> you need to straighten this. We need to straighten this all out." <laughs> and so we kind of straightened it out. And so I said to my wife, "I said, listen, this is what I'm gonna do. I said I'm gonna give you enough money to pay each month to take care of the mortgage twice with money left over." So that means you basically could it was pay. Mortgage and you could, no, 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 no. It no, was. No. Daycare wasn't mortgage. <laughs> yeah, it was well, my, yeah, my daycare, daycare. wasn't, but with money left over, right? right. So, every, and everything left over was mine. It went to a separate account. But it took us ten years, like nine years, to figure this but thing out. But I will out. tell you, I will not lie to you. I was very nervous in the beginning with that transition. I felt. Of course you was. You was losing control. I felt uncomfortable. <laughs> But I will tell you, it has changed our marriage. It has brought us to a level of, I don't feel as much pressure. Before, I felt so much pressure controlling the finance where if I messed up, it messed up everything because he had no say because I controlled all of the money, all of the bills. I knew what it was. So let's say, for example, I decided I didn't want to pay the mortgage. He would never know I never I didn't pay the mortgage until it came to a point where it's like, oh babe, I didn't pay the mortgage in the last two months. And he's like, that phone call. Wait a minute, <laughs> I gave you the money, you know. So it helped alleviate a lot of pressure and stress. And I will say I've gotten more surprise gifts. I've gotten more, you know. We go. That's out my to, kids. You know, if y'all hear that, we go out to eat. It is comfortable, you mm-hmm. know. It's for me. And, and that's not to say, and, and this is not to say that we weren't doing good. Why do you guys explain yourself? Because I want to. It's a podcast. You know, it's my podcast. Oh. It's a social advice podcast. We were doing all right. Like, we were doing yeah, good. Yeah, I agree with that. But what this I'm is saying, the thing. What you I co- am saying is... <laughs> you got to bring it all down. You need some chips, dude. Yeah. My love is your No, I know. But what I'm saying... <laughs> no, what I'm saying, though, is that since we changed how the finances go... It's it's really 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 more helped. random flowers at work, huh? It's it's helped our relationship. It gave me it gave you a sense of responsibility, and it's given me because you didn't have responsibility. You didn't have to worry about anything. You know what I mean? Like all you had to do was go to work. You ain't, you ain't no check to worry about. You work every two weeks. You what's, ain't no. What's that <laughs> mean, coach? When, when I say responsibility, right? He now has to manage his money. Mm-hmm. Before he didn't have the responsibility of having to manage his money. But now he understands, you know what I mean? Like, we got married young. So, like you say, he didn't have the opportunity to do that. And then I immediately took over finances. So, he still never had the opportunity. Like, to car manage. payments, mortgage, right? everything. She paid that. everything. So, now with him having his own account, he's learned to manage his money. Not saying I feel like y'all talking about, like, I'm like one of the little no. guys that their parents take care of until they're like 37. <laughs> Boy, well, you know no. what I mean? Did you, saying, here's your little allotment of $27 each week. Like No, what I'm saying is, though, it has, it has helped our relationship. It has built us to a place where 
I don't have all the pressure and stress. He doesn't have pressure and stress. He doesn't feel like he has to beg me or ask me, can he go to the movies? Can he go to the store? Mm -hmm. You know, it changed the dynamic of our relationship where we're now partners. It is not like I am a dictator. It releases him to be able to operate. Because you were a dictator. I'm not. It releases him on how to operate the marriage. Um, (laughs) What's the same with Robin? Um, You know, she's told me one time, she said, well, I don't feel like I'm a part of it. Because you used to be the controller. Yeah, oh, early wow. on. You know, way, but it was well, like way early on. And, yeah, and so, you know, for the first couple of years, um, you know, we decided that she would take care of the kids. And, <laughs> yeah, because, you know, by the time you put the, put the daycare, we tried that. But it you know, the XYZ was like, <laughs> well, no, no, it wasn't that. It was like, what she, what she was, the, what right, what she, oh, what right, she what she she worked, she it, was, it was just daycare. And by the time I get the little lunch money I had, you know, it was, like it was ooh, ooh, ooh. so. Um, so y'all got married years ago. Yeah, so we were in the car one day, and um, we we had a, a Dodge Neon uh, with and with no options, like you couldn't. You it was no. Well, I remember the Neon, and 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 the, and the steering wheel wouldn't go up or down, or anything. Just yeah, just get in. <laughs> you know, you just slide underneath the wheel. You know, <laughs> yeah, it was ours, and um, and it that car made sense. Hard to see a lot of things I didn't know. I thought I just make decisions on my own. My, you were the husband. Yeah, my wife would, even though she may not have paid all the bills with me, um, but initially she would, uh, even though she didn't have to do work a certain amount of hours, how she contributed to the marriage made sense. What kind of car to get? That's selfish. Don't do this. I think you should do this. And this she told me, and God is not going to bless it if you don't talk to me about certain things. Wow. <laughs> you know. You put a, a hex on me. No, she was really <laughs> Man, <laughs> you all should see how, I, how I'm looking at this microphone, <laughs> and I am operating in conservative agreement. <laughs> but I think um, decision making has to be something that is talked about between you and your spouse, whether it's money, sex, time management. I sometimes I got I got so busy. I would commit to three to four different things wow. in one day. And my wife said, you know you told so-and-so you would be there for them. You know you told so-and-so that you would meet with them. You know, this before I had any kind of admin or anything. My wife was my first administrator, and she helped me to conduct my life. Um, because at 20, you know, you know you're know, you a man, but there are certain things that you're that, that's that's not relative to you because, you know, you think, think of it from one place. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how to think for the both of us. So my decisions was me thinking for myself that should make sense for everybody else. Um, but her way of thinking was most times think for the both of us. Like, you know, so if, 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 but the only way I can think that is to have a reference that her and I talked before, you know. So I can't think for my wife um, or decisions she might make unless I had a reference of her and I talking previously about something. And I had to honor what she's saying, like, slow down, stop talking, hear her. You know? Sometimes they feel the wife might talk too much, so they have a point of mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hear you, but I don't. But <laughs> we got to talk about that part. Make sure we don't that. I hear you, but I don't. Yeah, I hear you, you know, but I don't. And, and, you know, and it sometimes because the wife is sometimes in the background looking and observing, we have more insight than you guys think we would. Mm-hmm. And so we see things or feel things or know things that you guys might have missed because you guys are big picture people. We are the intricate details. You might have this big vision. I want this to happen. We're the ones that, okay, this needs, this needs, this needs, this needs, this needs in order for this to happen. You guys see, this is my end game, right? Yeah. And then we come back into the intricate details. But you could say, let's say you guys play in a concert, right? You guys say, I want these people, these people, these people, this people. I want mm-hmm. to happen here. And at that time, I want 500 people there. I want to raise $10,000, mm-hmm. right? And that's your vision. We're going to see the, okay, how many staff members do we need? Okay, do we need to serve food? Do we need to have something mm-hmm. for the pastors? Hospitality and all You things. know, we need hospitality on staff. Okay, we need this amount of people. We might need the hotels. What's the budget? How much are we going to be spending? And you guys are not thinking about those intricate details. And that's why in relationships, everyone has to know their position and their place and yeah. how they add value to the relationship. Like, whatever your vision is or your vision is, your spouse is supposed to help you achieve that vision. And that goes the opposite for us. 
like we might have the intricate details, but we don't know the big, big vision all the time. Like we, I might say, babe, I want to launch this business dealing with a clothing line for fitness. And all I see is I want to launch this and I want these kind of shirts. He has the big picture of, okay, we need a website. We need this. We need that. And all I'm thinking is I want these shirts. Mm-hmm. I want these pants, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's why in relationship, it has to be that give and take and that balance yeah. because it helps bring it together, that big masterpiece. Yeah, you know, you can't have a... If your wife is supposed to be that rib, according to what we've seen and believed in, in Testaments, you can't have a body and then have the rib over here. Mm-hmm. In order for that rib to live, it needs to be connected to your body. body. Mm-hmm. And I think too many times, we're, as a man, we're operating with the missing rib. <laughs> and as a woman, she's operating right. as a rib without a body. <laughs> and you have to mix So she's a spare rib. Um, yeah, a spare. <laughs> right. <laughs> with no sauce. With no, <laughs> no BBQ sauce. Do you know what the... T- Right, we but you, but you, you ran off on us, nothing. and you over in the corner protecting nothing. Being a spirit. Well, because sometimes the body rejects, tries to re- rejects the rib as if it's a poison. But the, and but the, it, it finds it as, 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 a, as a foreign object. Now, what the rib has to understand, what the rib has to understand is that the rib does not have a speaking role. <laughs> the rib <laughs> simply protects and when there's something that tries to come through, it blocks it. It doesn't say I blocked it. <laughs> it doesn't. It, 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 it doesn't. It doesn't try to say, uh, I don't. I don't. I don't think we should go this way. But it just does its job. Sometimes you spare ribs. You know? <laughs> I'm just trying to check it. Because I was saying, women should not Jack be Daniels quiet. ribs and shrimp. <laughs> right. Oh, Fridays, honey. <laughs> we got to make sure that we don't live in like a combo and live like we're a part of it. Right. Yes. It should not be Two body dollars and ribs. Six extra shrimp. You yeah. feel me? It shouldn't mm-hmm. be body and ribs. It should be the body, mm-hmm. which consists. Yes, we're we're not a side, and and and, and sometimes a relationship, even women, and I want to speak from the women's standpoint. We reject the body because we feel right. We feel that the body's trying to take control because the body is the bigger part of the rib. But if we understand that if we work together and we function as one. We become one, so when we speak, we speak together. Like, but a so, lot of times, you want to cut me Yeah, um, my yeah. wife is one of the smartest persons that I know, Aww. and the reason I say this is because I consistently see her make great. <laughs> what well, I tell you, my <laughs> wife consistently makes good decisions. She makes great decisions. The only downside to that is sometimes she takes on more than she can chew, and she's not the kind of person that asks for help ever. She could be trying to push a 3,000-ton ball up a hill. She will never say, I need help, ever. I'm working on Until the point where she's not going to say she needs help till you get good and comfortable and sit down in your chair, and there's no way you could possibly no, see, get up to I help think her. For me, what I'm, lear- I'm about to say, what I'm learning, I think for so long I've always had to do stuff because of how I grew up, my, my background. It was always you had to make it happen mm-hmm. with no adults, whatever. As children, my cousins and I, we had to make it happen as adults, buying our school clothes, mm-hmm. doing whatever we had to do to make it happen. Mm-hmm. So that transitioned into me being an adult where I felt like my whole thing is if you love me, you'll help me. I shouldn't have to ask for it. And that's not always right. a good thing, right? I feel that, like, what I have learned even with Cupcake, um, Robin, sorry, um, what I've learned is that I know she loves me because I don't have to ask her for help. She's going to see where I am, like today, for example. She saw I was just coming in from the market. I had not started brunch. And she said to me, you need me to help you? And I'm like, uh. And she immediately started because she knew my response was going to be, I no, it. I got it. So she didn't wait for me to say, no, I got you're it. Bad person. She immediately said, where the stuff? Where the pot? Where this? Where, you know, she got to, she got to work it because mm-hmm. she knew I needed help. But for some reason, right now, I'm not there yet where I can say, yes, I need help. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it is. I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's pride. I just think it's how I, I feel that if you love me and you see where I am and you see what I have going on, that you're going to step in. Yeah. No, I shouldn't have no, to say. No, 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 no. But you're also, you still have a lot of controlling issues in you. So she's the kind of person where if I try to help and it's not the way she wants to be helped, 
She will not say. She will either do one of two things. She either. She either no three things. She either do it behind me. Say no, 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 stop. That's okay. Or she'll have an attitude. All while you're trying to help her. Because the thing is, I life's a rock, right? But she love helping other people. Though. I do. <laughs> I, don't I love it. it. And this is why earlier I said when it's about money, Taryn just manages. She's she has she's had to manage her life early on, and sometimes having the experience of a certain thing makes you so strong that you can't be weak. I agree. I agree. And I think for some of our wives and some of our husbands, well, I don't have a husband, but for those that have husbands, those that have wives, have wives, I think you have to. You always can't. You can always use your personal experience. There's somebody in your household that has experience too, and at some point, somebody has to be the person that takes down to let somebody else walk in the idea, the concept, the narrative to figure out if they have a place in this. Because if your spouse doesn't have some kind of say so, they're gonna say something somewhere else. Somebody's gonna validate what your wife's thinking. Somebody's gonna validate what your husband is thinking, and we're gonna give them an opportunity to talk. And their interest may shift into that other person. Mm. And you'll be home wondering, why am I not interesting? <laughs> why am I so boring? <laughs> All right, so with that being said, we just hit one hour. And oh, geez, this, we got to end. It's been this, an hour? This has been an amazing podcast. This is what I want to do. These are my best friends in all the world. It don't and take that long to get right, shorty. Thank you. Um, and what I want to do is I want to bring them back at least once a month um, if they will agree. Um, so we can just sit down and have these chats, and what we'll do is um, chicken. Yes, we'll have chicken. Um, you can, if you have questions you want us to answer, you can email us at um, official social advice uh, at gmail.com. I believe that's what it is. I'll put it in the show notes. And um, before I leave, I want uh, everybody to give their social uh, media so everybody can follow on with yours, Rev. Mine on Instagram is Aaron Panna Today. Oh, I, I say what you do. Just do. You just Google. <laughs> yeah, I say what you do. You just Google. <laughs> just okay. Google. Stop. So his uh, Pastor Hannes is a at a w h s r a w h s r or pound i doctor Hannah is his his um. Let me say. It. I don't need you to say it. All right. So <laughs> what it is is hashtag. I, I set it up. <laughs> hashtag i d r. H A N N A H. If you Google my hashtag, I Dr. Hannah, it's going to show me for all uh, social media outlets. What's Robin? yours? I think Russ Life underscore. On Instagram. I think it's Russ Life underscore. Yeah. And everybody knows because everybody's no, already, no, 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 no. Everybody everybody's already, they're already is, following the beautiful, excuse me, the it's, illustrious, it's, excuse me, it's, the didactic, prolific, no, 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 enigmatic. No, no, no. It's Coach. C-O-A-C-H, Taryn, T-A-R-Y-N, underscore, on Instagram. Uh On Facebook, it's Taryn Mitchell, Uh T-A-R-Y-N, space, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L. Or you can find me on my like page at Coach Taryn, or go to www.coachtaryn.com. Like it, share it, post it. Isn't it crazy (laughs) how when Pastor Robin, well, Robin says... Uh, I think mine's uh, Russ Wife. I don't, I don't know. Right. And, and but I'm when on it. So but, my name is Robin Hannah on Facebook. <laughs> but but here she goes when she's assisting coach all she this great momentum. Girl. Right. <laughs> they serve. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me share with you guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> I believe that my name is <laughs> <laughs> my mic Robin sounds nice. Hannah on Facebook. Go friend. Funky press dressing and press. No, I do want to. I do want to end it with it. O B I N H A N N O A H. Oh, I know the O in your list. So no, all this is going on there. So let's let's end it with a freestyle from Lady Cups. Let's go. Here we go. I only know one rap. Funky fresh dressing and press ready to party. Money in your pocket, dying to move your body. Take it inside, you better hold to knowledge. Scott State with a razor blade. Tape to your collar, leave the guns in the crowd. Spend the knives alone. MC Robin on the microphone. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, now, let's hear from uh, Pastor Hannah. Never would have made. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh no, who's out of you? Oh, 
I want to win this. I am not worried about these dirty snot Augustas. <laughs> Let me tell you something. One thing about winning, winning has a sound. It does. We'll see y'all later. We're going home good. Peace. Podcast.